Left alone to our own devices, two seemingly unscathed Gen Xers muddling through life, learning lessons the hard way. We raised ourselves and aren't afraid to be badass bitches. So hold our coffee while we talk like then and now. We are the Latchkey Chicks. Dun, da, da, da. Announcing Julie and Melanie. Yes, hello, my public. I am so delighted to be back to entertain you. I don't know why we're so formal today. Well, because we're a couple of queens. <laughs> you know, I really want to be, like, queen of something. You do? Well, let's, let's put that on the bucket list. There must be some kingdom out there that is in need of royalty. I mean, I actually... I usually tell my kids I'm the queen of half-assed. <laughs> so maybe that is really, I should just keep that title. Yeah, I don't think anyone has that claim. Yeah, I mean, I just like to start things and well, then I get kind of like, yeah, I really don't care. and yeah. Well, that better not happen with this podcast because this is going to be big and we need to commit. So no half-assing on the podcast, Mel. I have commitment issues. <laughs> Who doesn't? I mean... Uh, some of us are a little bit better than others. Oh, gee. <laughs> well, I think as a Gen Xer, though, in general, we just have that mentality of not wanting to get bogged down. You know, we're free. We're a little bit... Like, we've been burned. I think we're always waiting for the other shoe to drop, so you got to kind of mm -hmm. be ready to run. You do. And on that note, what did you grow up learning to run in for shoes for sneakers oh well I primarily recall having new basketball sneakers each year oh, okay. I, I was you know quite the athlete well yeah duh did you I, have the Air Jordans no they um, weren't anything that fancy yeah we like could get shoes through the school for some reason for our sports oh it's considered equipment I don't I don't know but oh. you're like you could your parents could send in and you got just basic white leather sneakers high tops no okay this must have been a unique program maybe they made this program just for you because you had such basketball talent that they're like just give her the sneakers so she'll keep playing no we paid for them oh, okay we paid for so you them. paid for them. i mean i was on the uh, varsity team when i was in middle school the sixth grade are wow so you are you're actually you know, legit. You're like the queen of basketball. I mean, I, I haven't played for a few years now, but my son and I would go outside and um, we'd play like horse. Oh yeah, classic game, classic and game. Yeah. I can, I can oh, win. You can whip, whip them in them. <laughs> <laughs> well, I never wore basketball sneakers, but I do remember, and this is what we want to talk about today is. Things that we remember coveting at, for attire as, you know, Gen X kids. Growing up in the 80s, there was a heck of a lot of interesting stuff that we had to wear. Um, and my favorite sneakers, the first ones I remember, were lavender. They were quite lavender. distinct. Lavender. Not dark purple. Kind of a dusty lavender it's, vibe. And it's so girly. It were very girly. But the cool thing is they had a kangaroo on them because they were ruse or... I, I, I don't seem know. to recall ruse being something. You do? Yeah. yeah. I don't want it to be mistaken for the underoos. 
No, no connection. Bo- yeah. That was a whole <laughs> other fashion. Yeah. I never had any underoos. Yeah, neither. I don't I don't particularly remember anything about underwear selection. That was just what you got. But I mean, I had special underwear ordered <gasps> for me every year. Oh. Was this because you were royalty? Um, I'm not sure if that's really it. I think it was there. It was one of those parties like Tupperware and they used to have <laughs> toy parties and this was called Dutch made and my mom would always touch me. <laughs> yeah. My mom would order me underwear every year through Dutch made for school. School underwear. School time underwear. Well, I mean, it was, I could wear them outside of school. It's not like. Oh, they, okay. <laughs> they weren't like Monday through Friday no. underwear. Interesting, Mel. Interesting. That wasn't, it may have been on the list of school items that I received, but I was yeah. also in Catholic school, so getting any kind of clothing for school was a whole different ballgame because it was getting the right measurements for my little plaid jumper and my boring, you know, button-up shirts. And wow. I had a little tie that, like, clasped. It was like a crisscross yeah. tie. Yeah. I just don't remember it. I got a couple things for school, maybe just to wear at home and play outside. But there was not a lot of excitement around fashion for me, which is maybe why, as I got older and had money, I got really into... Because I had a lot to catch up on. (laughs) I missed a lot of trends. (laughs) Well, I I was always quite the chunkamuffin and had to wear pretty plus sizes. Pretty plus? I forgot pretty. It's it's, it's like they were plus. like, no, this isn't just plus. They were we're trying not... to make you forget you're a fat kid. <laughs> fat kid. <laughs> and it really didn't work. I'm sorry. Yeah. Because yeah. you're like, I'm still in a different section of it. And it was in the catalog. You're yes. talking about. Sears we... catalog. Yeah. Let's talk about that. I love to sit on the couch and just. Oh, you could find everything. Everything was in that catalog. Yeah. This wasn't just for clothes. This was the whole, your whole life. In a Sears catalog. Did you have to go to the store to the actual mail order department oh. and pick up your packages? Yes. I, well, I remember doing that. I don't that. know if I got to go along, but I remember that was a thing. Um, just like service merchandise. Do you yeah. Remember? I thought that place was so fascinating. Yeah. I, I mean, just going around and remember like you used to put things on layaway. That was much bigger, I feel like. Layaway was, and my, I remember my mother encouraging me to do that when I first started shopping for myself. Because she, she was like, I used to do this. I used to find something if I couldn't afford it and just do this to keep paying and then you'll have it. That blew my mind that she had the patience to go to a store and not leave with the item. I mean, I wonder, are, are Gen Xers the worst with credit? Oh, you know what? I think we do have the... We probably don't have the most debt at this point. But, our, yeah, I wonder if our credit is I shot. Mean, <laughs> because <laughs> we grew up with not a lot of things. So yeah. that would probably mean we wanted a lot of things once we get older. And how do you get a lot right. of things when you don't have the money? Oh, I definitely had to start with my own little credit card right out of college. I remember having my first credit card. I got it on the college campus they showed up which oh, is so they are so evil. awful i gave in and i and i remember using it to go on my first trip on my you know like last spring break i didn't go on a bunch of trips but this was like my senior year i wanted to go on spring break wow and yeah i got my little credit card and booked my trip and i went all the way to california <laughs> Did i not never around. went on a spring break yeah i mean it was it was done but it also didn't feel like 
I don't know, I don't remember being like bummed too much that I missed out on anything in particular. Maybe my friends weren't all yeah into it either, but Yeah, I don't think my friends were really into it. I can remember my ex husband going mm -hmm. um with mm -hmm. a couple of his buddies. Yeah. Yeah. I know, but so that was the thing, you're right. Like I think because we didn't have a lot of things, we eventually started indulging and probably yeah. clothes was one of those things where I definitely got caught up in uh, indulging in clothes as a teenager because mm -hmm. who doesn't and the fact that I could buy some things um but as a kid yeah I did have some distinct things that stood out as like I 80s iconic things that people probably all wore but I don't know maybe they were just me the rainbow suspenders do you remember those I do. I didn't have rainbow suspenders, but I had black suspenders that I used to wear a lot of the times. Oh my gosh. Was that because of Mark and Mindy, do you think? It had to have been. It had, and didn't, he had rainbow suspenders. He, I feel like he did, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he must have made yeah. it. Nanu, nanu. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I feel like that was, in, maybe that was like an early 80s. I don't know how long that lasted, but I remember the neighbor yeah. next door, I had a crush on this boy he was probably only is he in... the boy who asked you if you looked like punky bruce no he's not i had so many crushes on older boys i just always knew wow. they were they were cute i was boy crazy I so guess. he had the rainbow suspenders and i had them and i thought it was just fate yep you you two were like How one in the same you, you were meant wanna... to be together yeah i mean i was like maybe five i don't know what i thought was going to happen with a middle schooler but you know i was boy crazy but that and, um, oh, I, shoot, I remember, oh yeah, so I really had to have a, a strawberry shortcake nightgown, so like nightwear, I remember having a lot of cartoon characters and like yeah. Care Bears and like, I mean, it had to be, I had to have the cutest little nightgown. See, I never was into nightgowns. I was always a PJ kind of person. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Uh, my mom, I recall my mom telling me one day I wore more to bed than I did during the day. <laughs> Which I'm not really sure what that. Okay. <laughs> that meant. Well, what were you wearing? What were you were you going to bed in a full outfit, like two or three layers, like? Well, I would. I, you know, had thicker, you know, oh, like cozy jeans. You were real, yeah, yeah. Well, of course, because, you know, jammies are where it's at. I'm still about that with my jammies. Yeah. I mean, I have one of the first... <laughs> when it's 3.30 in the afternoon and I can log off my com work computer, I'm tempted to put my jammies on right well, then. Well, th this is... I think it's acceptable. We have, we have left a lot of things behind post-pandemic. There's so much less pressure to even get dressed. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, I'm basically in leggings and a t-shirt and sweatshirt all the time and yeah if i show up to my friend vicky's house for our lunchtime walk yeah and i have jeans on she says where are you going today because <laughs> you have jeans on i love that also shout out to vicky she's, i hope she's listening she's she's my you know safety she's my significant oh, she's my significant other we have a sam's club together oh my god <laughs> you have sam's club yeah. together that's commitment. Yep. See? You're not half-ass. I, I, I can commit to, you know, <laughs> that she saves me a lot, so. Oh, okay. That's a good significant other to have. Yeah. Um, what are, what were some of the things that jump out to you from, like, anything you really had to wear that you coveted? I had a Smurf t-shirt oh. that I loved. Which Smurf? Do you remember? <sighs> 
I'm thinking it was Smurfette. Oh, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Um, but I remember, for whatever reason, I wrote, um, like, if I die, these things need to happen. And one of the things was, I want to be buried in my Smurf shirt. That is just adorable. But why was I thinking about dying? That's not so adorable. But the fact that the Smurf, yeah, I the mean, Smurf shirt was that important to you. Wow. Yeah, how old do you think you were that you were thinking about what I'm Fifth grade. Fifth grade. Yeah. That is fascinating. Do you think that the Smurf shirt was like, um, like your blankie at that point? Like your comfort? Like the, the, you felt safe in the Smurf shirt? Let's dive in. Let's dig into this. I, I don't know about that. I just really enjoyed wearing it. Okay. And it had like those three-quarter sleeves. It looked like um a baseball. Yes, a rag. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. And I just, I loved it. Well, it sounds super cute. So I, I think you probably made a wise choice. I mean, you can't. For the time. You can't go wrong with a Smurf shirt. I don't know how you, you probably were, there are people coveting, I'm sure, this that, that you had the Smurf shirt. I, I didn't have Smurf shirt. I had a Cheerios t-shirt that for some reason, and it might have been, you know how you could save up box tops? Yep. It even might have been through that effort that this was how I came across having a, a Cheerios t-shirt. And it was just like the box, just like a, that yellow for the shirt and the word Cheerios and a little Cheerio. And I thought it was the coolest shirt ever. I mean, that does sound pretty unique. Yeah, <laughs> unique. <laughs> I mean, who wouldn't want a Cheerios? Thanks for saying that. That's a compliment, unique. I mean, yeah, I didn't really shy away when I wasn't in a uniform. I wanted to be unique. Yeah, because you, like, had no freedom at all to express yourself Not going to Catholic all. school. Oh, my gosh. I got in so much trouble once. I did a very bad thing when it came to how I dressed for school one day. Uh -oh. Want to hear what I did? Sure. Ooh, I almost I almost got sent to the priest, I swear. Every, that is not a good thing. I know. It's not. So... In the winter, girls were finally allowed to switch to pants. So we did have to wear a jumper, a little cute little Catholic yeah. school girl jumper during the warmer months. But you could wear these cord pants. They were really ugly. And I had worn my pants that day, and I forgot to put on. You were you were required to wear a belt with your pants. <gasps> I left the belt at home. Oops. The consequence was staying after school and copying an entire section out of the dictionary. What? Oh, yeah. So they let me pick. I mean, did your pants fall down? No. Oh, so what was the problem? It, I broke the rule. I know. And so I had to sit there for days. I don't know how long it took me, but I picked the section under J because I thought that would be fun. I'm Julie. Julie. Yeah. And it might not take so long. I should have just gone with Z, but <laughs> I just couldn't help myself. Or X. Mm-hmm. Wow. So, yeah, I was a little bit of a rebel there. So when I wasn't being, you know, given parochial school punishments for whether I, I lived up to the to the uniform game there. but So is that where you, you grew up with your husband? So when he saw you as an adult, did he go, hey, I remember her and her little Catholic school book. Uh, no, you it? know what? He and I met, and this is part of our little, um, we made a story for our wedding that was the path to Pineland, which is where we got married. 
And on it, we started out meeting in first grade, and we were both in the same first grade class in public school. Then I switched to Catholic school in second grade and left him behind. And on, on the little Hi, path, we said, Julie goes off to be closer to God, and Rico stays <laughs> with the heathens. <laughs> so, yeah, it was... Um, it was definitely funny for him to, he never saw me as a Catholic school girl. He really just saw me in, hang with the, the heathens. Wow. Yeah. But it was pretty bad once I left Catholic school to go to high school. Fashion choices were tough because I hadn't really shopped much. I hadn't spent a lot of time at the mall yet, you know. Yeah. I didn't yeah. have my own money. So I was I was really grasping at straws for what to wear, what kids wore. And it was very different in the late 80s, early 90s, you know. Mm -hmm. Like, it was oh, transitioning yeah. from the 80s neon and craziness to, like, grunge. So I yeah. I remember going more towards the grungy, you know, which is now, like, what flannel everybody wears, like, that stuff. But, you know, wearing flannel was a big statement. Really? I think so. Huh. Yeah. See, I don't... I don't recall wearing a lot of flannel back then, but I, I don't consider myself really fashionable. Yeah. I, you're sitting here super cute today, though. Let's, like, acknowledge that you're sitting here way more fashionable than me. <laughs> well, I actually put effort into today. I don't typically use any effort. Um, well, when you're podcasting, you have to. You know, I have an image, I guess, now. Well, everybody, just so you know, she is dolled up and she's wearing a jacket. Very on trend. I'm sitting here in sweatpants and a sweatshirt. Ooh. So, you know, just saying. But, yeah, I think fashion was really tough when I came off of Catholic school and I didn't know what to wear. And I feel like the 90s kind of let go of some pressure, maybe a little bit. Like, I saw, like, so many people just kind of going grunge or... You know, it was just that or acid wash. There was like oh, a whole thing. I had tons of acid wash. Yeah, jeans. like you just wear all acid wash, <laughs> all jeans, jean jacket, jean pants, acid wash. I'm surprised. Has that come back and just didn't last? Um, I think it did. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And I remember I had um, the big chunky socks that had to go over. The oh yeah, the little and they would slouch socks. Slouch Isn't socks. That what they were yeah. Yeah, so slouch socks, acid wash jeans. I did dip into that look, but... And there were shoes that, they were like boat yes. shoes. Yes, yeah. But I think they were a little different. I'd always get a new pair of these brown shoes that, like, all the girls had yeah. from Lamey Wellahan. Lamey Wellahan, yes. That was, I mean, that was where you went. That You didn't have yeah. a lot of places to get shoes. I mean, oh, that yeah. was probably the most expensive thing in my wardrobe. You gotta have a good pair of shoes. Yeah. Did you ever get shoe polish with your new shoes? No. Okay, maybe because my grandfather was a shoe salesman, we always seemed to have it in the house, and you would polish your shoes as they got worn out. You had to make sure they looked good. I used to buy that fake white painty stuff for shoes, though, for my um, basketball sneakers. Oh yeah, yeah. When they'd get too dinged up. Oh, that's funny. Well, I really, I do miss some of the crazier things I wore. I'll tell you right now, one of the weirdest things I remember ever really loving to wear was this heat-sensitive uh, T-shirt that would change colors based on my body heat. So it was so ugly. And my friend and I were talking about it a while ago. She sent me a link to a random place online where I can get them still. Wow. Yeah, I thought the boys might kind of like it. Yeah. 
I always wanted to wear overalls. Oh, overalls. Well, what do you mean you wanted to? What, you didn't? My mom wouldn't let me. What? She said I was too fat. Oh, my God, that's awful. Yeah. Shame on her. I bet you would have looked super cute. Well, I finally, because my sister's a lot older than me, she had a pair of overalls because she was also very thin growing up. Mm -hmm. So there was this brief moment in time where I could fit into hers, and I just stole them. And those I'd wear them on the weekends because my mother told me I didn't look good in overalls. And that's when I was really into Mr. T., in the eighties, oh, so that's that was like my thing. I wear my overalls. Didn't did, think about. Mr. Did you make up like you were in the show, like run around with the? I, there was in the TV guide one week. It was all about Mr. T in the eighteen, and there were like all these different poems people had written about Mr. T, and my poems. my best friend at the time, Panda. Which, that's not her real name, but that's what her whole family calls her, Panda. Okay. Panda remembers me going around saying, Mr. T is my daddy. Oh my gosh. I know, I was really You adopted him. <laughs> well, my father always told me he wasn't my real father. Oh dear. That I had a effed up yeah, childhood. Yeah, no kidding. Was yeah. this his form of teasing? or was I he mean, te- he, was, <laughs> he was joking. Oh yeah. But... Yeah. Yeah, he'd always say that someone that looked more like Mr. T was my father, <laughs> not him. Oh, well, that's kind of funny. So, Mr. T, I, I hate you couldn't have a better adoptive dad than Mr. T. I, I mean, I, he's pretty funny. I pity the fool. <laughs> pity the fool. I love Mr. T. I do remember that was, that was a hot show for like a minute or two yeah. in the 80s. Oh, my gosh. So, fashion, yeah. Anybody who has memories or uh, wants to share their pictures from their days of high fashion in the 80s, early 90s. Their jelly shoes and their jelly Jelly bracelets. bracelets. Thank you. I almost forgot to mention the accessories were pretty crazy. Do you remember these little... um, uh, beads that you would make friendship yep. pins or yep. something with safety pins yep. and you put them on your shoes. Yep. I just thought of that too. There are so many quirky little trends. There's just too much to cover in one show. So And I can remember having this obnoxious shirt that it was like all these geometric shapes, but it had such bright, horrid colors. It sounds amazing. Do you have a picture? Um I may have one actually it it i think i may have been wearing it when my picture was in the newspaper for yeah. uh class officers oh and you brought your best a game oh yeah i to, thought yeah. you know i yeah. was pretty stylish oh well i think deep down you had you had some good idea fashion you had good fashion sense my my sister always was much more particular about her fashion oh. and she was the one who would take me school shopping Oh, nice. So, so well, at least you had an older sister to do that. I was just out there trying to figure it all out. You know, I have my little sister who is way better at doing her hair and all the things uh, from the beginning. And I was like, I don't know. I'm just going to fo- focus on cute shoes, I guess. <laughs> yeah, I had, I was clueless with hair and makeup. Yeah, that's a whole, we need to talk all about hair in a whole other episode. I swear that's a whole thing. But, um, okay, well. 
the next thing I thought we could talk about is, you know, what's for dinner, Mel? And I don't know about you, but dinner time dinner. was... <laughs> dinner time. Okay, so dinner time for us was always a cohesive sit-down experience. So you didn't like having to eat with your family? Is that what... Um, no, that's more of today's. Oh, I just, today. I just okay. hate having to come up with dinner. Oh, yeah. But I recall... Um, because back in the seventies, you know that when you walk, see the tacky chrome table and chair set, Oh, we had one of those. Oh my gosh. Okay. Yeah. That's a classic. Yeah. Classic thing. And so we would, the, cause I just have one sister. So the four of us would sit and eat our meals together. My mom usually would work until five or five thirty, nice. So yeah. we'd have dinner ready for her when she got home. Oh, so you did help. You helped Oh, yeah. Once yeah. I got older, I would do lots of the things. Nice. Oh, yeah. that's pretty. I feel like a slacker. I didn't... Well, my mother always kind of wanted to be in charge of the kitchen. I think she just liked being the one to, to make the meals, but... Yeah. No, my mother didn't care who did yeah. what if, yeah. if that meant she didn't have to do it. <laughs> I'm at that point right now. I can yeah. see where she was coming from. Um, so, for dinner... What was for dinner, Mel? Do you remember? What I can you... remember having uh, baked chicken a lot. We'd also, like, Tuesday, Wednesday was Prince Spaghetti Day. Prince Spaghetti Day! Yeah. So we'd have yeah. spaghetti and meatballs. Yeah. Um, Sunday would be a big lunch, a big oh, Sunday yes. dinner. We had that after church. We had to have dinner. It well, was a little later. It was probably like 12.30 or 1 o'clock even. Well, nobody went to church, so. Oh, okay. My well, mother could cook yeah. a nice, you know. Well, I don't know how my mom did it. She must have thrown something in, like, before we left and then came back and took it out. I don't know how she did it, but, um, yeah. yeah, we would have the same thing. And then most of our meals were meat, potatoes, and vegetable. Oh, yeah, yeah. My mother still, like, when I go to her house, she'll say, what vegetable would you like? Aw, she and, lets you choose that so kill. Yeah, she always, I don't know why. I only liked a couple of vegetables anyway, so. Oh, you just gave me a really awful flashback to a vegetable I hated. Wax beans. Oh, yeah. I don't know why they were always available. And lima beans, too. Oh, see, I, wax beans I do believe we had a, occasionally. But, yeah, see, I got into a real big broccoli kick at one point. Oh. So we have a lot of broccoli. Jumping broccoli. <laughs> Jumping broccoli. Um, and it was probably that, green beans. Okay. So, yeah, I don't think we had any particular, like, rhyme or reason to the vegetables, but the potato game, it was always the same. Baked, white potato there was never a sweet potato to be seen it was always baked and you know I would even get to the point where I'd eat the skin because I was just so used to eating them all the time but apparently I had an issue with not wearing potato I would always have some in my hair which I don't know I don't know why, why I was so hands-on don't know don't know I'm wondering if when I was cutting it I like got something on my fingers and then just touched my hair I don't know I was well known in it, it was just like, they still, like, my parents and my sister still talk about you always have potato in your hair. See, that's just strange. I don't that's, know. I, I, you want to eat a potato with me and watch what happens? I don't really like potatoes. Mic drop. <laughs> I mean, I'll eat potatoes, but, like, if I have an option 
you know, when I go out, yeah. I'll get French fries, which... Okay, you like potato. it's potato, but yeah. it's not, like, mashed potato yeah. or baked potato. I don't... Gotcha. Yeah, you wouldn't want to sit around eating a baked potato. Yeah. It has to be with a certain thing. Like, if you have steak, it's kind of nice to have a baked potato. I See, I don't... I've never ordered baked potatoes. Really? No. That's interesting. So, this is a really funny thing. Growing up, we would stretch, you know the meals through the week and we'd have leftovers but I don't know if you had them Mel but did you ever have bologna cups we did not do bologna cups okay this is another thing like I remember my mom frying the bologna and then we'd have the like mashed potato that night because you had to put the potato oh, in the yeah. middle and that was your bologna cup and I, I liked bologna and potato together a lot <laughs> I don't well, know why <laughs> well we would Mostly my dad. See, if my dad, who that usually would, like, on the weekends, be the one who was up, mm -hmm. he would give me fried bologna or hot dogs for breakfast. Oh, interesting. You got to eat hot dogs for breakfast, you lucky girl. And I don't know why or how this is, but my dad, we wouldn't. he wouldn't have hot dog rolls. He would just toast bread and butter it and put the hot dog in that. Oh, yeah. It was the best. I want to do that. I want to have a hot dog right now and try that. I'm, Whoa. I, I haven't been able to replicate it in my adult life. I don't know if it was just... I really like food that people make for me versus what I make myself. That's yeah. probably part of it. But, was your hot dog um, a regular one or a red dyed one? It was a regular. I don't do red dye hot okay. dogs. Well, even... Before, okay, so before it was known to be... A snapper. It, yeah, I had to have a Snappa or, a, you know, it was considered a Lewiston lobster. Yep. Where I was from, being Lewiston, it had to be a Lewiston lobster. But, um, yeah, we, red hot dogs were kind of exciting to have. I don't know. I guess it was the snappiness. But I, this yeah. before we knew that the red dye was so bad. Well, you can always get... Um... You can get your natural casing hot the dogs. natural casing. Or your skinless hot dogs. Skinless? That's, Ew! That's, what, that's how they were. My family always... Are you them. kidding? So we always... It was always Kirshner natural casing hot dogs. Okay. We were Oscar Mayer. Well, and we used to... When I go to my nanny's house, she had a gas stove... We would put a hot dog on a fork and turn the stove no. on and cook it. Oh, that's so fun. Yep. Your nanny sounds like she was fun. That would be at 9 o'clock at night for our our second lunch. <laughs> Your second lunch at 9 o'clock at yep. night. That's so cute. Yeah, she'd say, you want a lunch? Aww, like, sure. That's so cute. My grandmother um, ate a lot of deviled ham. I think that was a Depression era thing. Mm -hmm. So we would get deviled ham sandwiches, and I thought they were so exotic really because we didn't have that stuff at home it just no. seemed like a unique treat um did you have dessert at after dinners was there um i don't it was never a specific people having dessert usually right. by seven right. o'clock it's like yeah time to eat something bad for me yeah okay so the dessert portion of our meal was usually just automatic like you grabbed cookies and there was usually some form of a dessert involved. It was a given that you would have dessert after dinner. Not so much a thing now, but I mean, I'm not going to lie. My kids do like to get cookies after they eat, but it's not like we're all eating dessert. My parents would have dessert. You know, they weren't concerned about whatever, I guess. Back then it was less of a, oh my God, I got to manage every single carb and 
every single well I, I don't know if my mom ever thought about this but we always had cakes cookies brownies or something in the house maybe that's why i had a hello <laughs> maybe you're the reason i'm fat oh well if you keep that stuff around it's not helpful if somebody's trying to deal with something but yeah i mean i'm sure you were super cute and i went through I read my, I look at some of my pictures and I'm like, okay, that was my heavier year. You know, kids go through so many different iterations of their I, growth spurts. I like to look back at those pictures and say, I thought I was fat then. Exactly. I wish I looked like that. I mean, it's terrible. That is a whole other discussion around body image. Body image. We, are, we will get into that topic at some point, but... Um, yeah, so, I don't know. Dinner, dinner time was just a different world, I guess. We sat around and ate together more, I think society-wise, we're all just not able to commit to regular sit-down meals. But I know that my youngest really appreciates us sitting down at the table. He wants to sit at our table, not at our counter, and just have, like, a, you know, a nice time talking about our day, and it's sweet. When my children were little, we would have a what-was-your-favorite-part-of-the-day conversation. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. That's important for them, and and we actually used to say it this way. We don't do it anymore. We'd say what was good, a good thing that happened, and a not so good thing. Like it's okay to talk about both things, you know. And yep. you could have both things in one day. You could have a good part of the day and a not so good part of the day. But I don't remember my parents ever asking about my day. Oh no, mine sat and just kind of had their own conversation. We listened. Yeah, I don't. I don't re- remember really ever talking too much about anything. I do think at one point we were, as my sister got older, more part of the conversation. But when, you know, when you're little, you listen more, I guess. Yeah. And when we started to get older, my sister was much chattier than I was at the table. And I used to just sit and race my father to see who could finish their meal first while my sister was over, you know, talking about her day. Um, But my dad and I would race. My mother would get so mad because we were trying to see who could finish first. And that was not good. But (laughs) it was just... My, that was how my dad and I entertain, entertained each other. It was funny. but yeah. my pick, I remember my grandparents always talking to us when we would eat with them. Yeah, well, because your, grand, like your grandparents automatically just find you way more fascinating than your own parents do. Don't you? Yeah. My grandparents would take us out to eat, and they would be like, okay, you know, we'll go get fast food, whatever. Friendly's was usually the choice because we didn't go out to eat a lot, and Friendly's was the place to go. You needed to get... You needed a happy ending. A happy ending! I mean, who doesn't like a happy ending? Those Sundays set us up for so much. I mean, how how could anything else ever live up to that? I don't know. I still... There's times where I just feel like I need a happy ending Sunday. Yeah. I mean, I I always... get one. <laughs> there aren't many friendlies even open no, anymore. No, so but there is there is one near the mall and yeah. we've been there many times with the kids and the other reason um that it's cool that there's a friendly still is that they have a drive through. So if you don't yes. have a lot of time, that one has a drive through. Yep. But yeah, friendlies, that was the place to go if you were going out to eat. <laughs> oh yeah. Don't I I I liked that we had some place that was like a coveted place to go though like there you know I just feel like there isn't that like there's so many options for my kids like they don't have a place that we go out to eat it's like oh my god we're going maybe it would be for fast food there's a couple places they like to go well I grew up in the town of Waldeboro Mm -hmm. and after any sporting events or whatever in the evenings 
it would be a stop at Moody's Diner. <gasps> Moody's, yeah. Oh, you lucky. Oh. And I always would get my sliced turkey sandwich. Oh, yeah, you gotta have that. And a chocolate milkshake. So amazing. Maybe we should do a road trip to Moody's. I mean, <laughs> the last time I went to Moody's was with my mom. She doesn't really like going to Moody's. Oh, well. Makes her moody. Makes her moody. Ah! Yeah. <laughs> well, I am getting hungry, so we're going to have to stop talking about food, okay? Okay. okay. But I am feeling um, I have an appetite for the Cougar Crush of the week. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Who would you like to sink your teeth into? Oh, well, let me tell you, the sexiest man alive has been announced. And, and by now, if, unless you've been living under a rock, you know who it is. Patrick Dempsey. Oh, McDreamy. Oh, you he is. Know, he, oh, he's looking I'd fun. like him to be my person. Oh, he's looking better than ever. I I mean, I recall in the 80s when he first started coming out in films, mm-hmm. and he was just a dork. He was. He was a super nerd who juggled. That was one of his ways of yeah. breaking into the business. And he's from Lewiston, so that's like, yay, something positive to think about did right you, now. Did you ever meet him growing up? Like, did you know who he was? No, but with the Dempsey Center that he's opened for um, cancer patients in yeah. Lewiston and... Um, since then he's had a pretty active charity that fundraiser that happens for that every year. I have a friend who has been at pretty much every single one of those Dempsey challenges and she is a photographer. So she's always managed to get a picture, I think every single year with him. And he just would expect to see her on the sidelines and get that picture. Um, but I was always so jealous. I was like, oh, next year I'm going to go with you and I'm going to meet him. I never did because that was so super early and I didn't really well, care that much. But <laughs> Did you really want to be that person? Oh, no, no. Well, she she was happy to be that person. <laughs> <laughs> and you know what? She's lucky. She now has, you know, 15 years of pictures with Patrick Dempsey. But I honestly think looking at that cover this week, that man just looks better than ever. But there are some people who would dispute that he belongs on that cover mill. People always get their dander up over who gets chosen. No, not everyone can agree. I mean, nobody thought Paul Rudd should have been on the cover. That's true. He got a lot of flack, a lot yeah. of teasing for that. I mean, I personally, and my daughter agrees, he's a dilf. He is. He's never aged, honestly. I, no, I think he's, an he's a Dick Clark type. A Dick Clark, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But Patrick, I mean, he's very distinguished. Yeah, he's got the best hair in Hollywood. Yeah. And I I know he's about 10, 15 years past his peak in in popularity and celebrity. And that's okay. I don't think you have to be super popular and young to earn a spot on the cover. I think if you've had an esteemed career and you're doing something that, honestly, I do think part of what played into it was his uh, ability to promote his movie coming out during the strike this yes. was when the actor they had to writer be, strike yeah, yeah they probably had to be a little selective based on that who they could interview oh, and yeah. that would fit into the promotional cycle and so it's not totally without acknowledging there's some influences at play but there always are mm. people campaign for these things uh yeah well i just think it's like just appreciate that there are some old people who look good and they belong on the sexiest list and he's one of them oh yeah there are lots of older i'm gonna sound so sexist here but so many 
male actors that just are more appealing mm-hmm. as they get older. Oh, I mean, I think there's women too, like Helen Mirren. Yeah. And, um, you know, like Meryl Streep, I think is just gorgeous. Even Diane Keene, like there, there are some of these women are much older than, than yeah, the Gen yeah. X eight. But I look at those who have already been aging in Hollywood and have just, I think, evolved. And it's a different standard of beauty when you get older. You just have to realize, like, women yeah. age and they do start to develop a different, you know, phase of their dress and, you know, less less reliance on some of the tricks of the <laughs> 20s and 30s. Like, let's well, let go of all that pressure. Menopause, hello. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, oh gosh, Mel. We, we have gotten requests to talk about that topic. So that will be a future episode, just being like aging as a Gen Xer and Oh, it's real time here, baby. <laughs> hot flash. Yeah, I can see Mel getting hot as we talk about it, but who's your cougar crush of the week? Well, I, I like to start out my Sunday mornings cleaning, and I either have music on or I have, um, I bring you, YouTube up and watch SNL, Saturday Ooh, Night Live. Oh, fun. That's a really fun way to start Sunday. I like, I like to laugh. That's yeah. one of the things yeah. I like to do in the mornings to start my That's day out. Awesome. Right. Yeah. So um, this week's host, which I really I I can name one maybe two movies this guy's been in. Okay. But their host was Timothy Chalamet. Oh yes, Timothy. And he, he's a hottie. I, he has good hair. He's he does. A guy with good hair. Yeah. And um, I. It, they made up this song about baby fa- guys with baby faces, <laughs> and they him they were singing it, and it was just so funny because you know he's talking about how he might have a baby face, but he's got his dad's dick or whatever. Oh and it was my like, god! Oh my god! That is made for a cougar to crush on. I mean that song. I think you have picked the ultimate cougar crush. So. I do. I think he's, he's not someone I would naturally say is like my type. Oh yeah, no. But when I think about where I've seen him in different movies, he's an amazing actor. Um, and was he in Dune? He's yep. Yeah, he's the guy in Dune in the well, the newer Dunes. And it's gonna um, be in Wonka, Willy Wonka. Well, Willy Wonka, but he was in a movie with Steve Carell, and it was actually a real. It was based on a true story where he played the son who had um, drug addiction oh. issues and. It's a, thank God, it's a true story that has um, an okay outcome. Yeah. But he his, his part in that role blew me away. I realized that he actually had some, you know, this wasn't just a pretty face. So based on that, I think yeah. that's an awesome choice. And I heard he's a really good rapper, singer. Like, he's multi-talented. Yeah. I mean, the, the writers at Saturday Night Live, they <laughs> they come up with the best lyrics. I mean, one of the other classics, Dick in a Box. Oh, yes. That is Justin Timberlake and Andy Samberg, right? Yep. That's a holiday classic. It is. One one Halloween, um, Rico and I dressed up as that. He was um, Justin Timberlake, and he and we figured out how to make, like, a fake box. <laughs> but he put, he walked around this party with the box, and he kept opening it, and there was cheese inside. <laughs> that was his snack. <laughs> Weirdo. Um, 
Yeah, so I think the writers do position, you, you know, their guests in a way that, like, they do things based on what their skills are. The, oh, the yeah. But did you know who came as a, as a special guest during one of Timmy, Tim, Timmy, Timothy Timmy. Chalamet, Timmy's, one of Timmy's skits, a special guest appeared. Oh, I didn't, didn't see that. Who was it? Good old Alec Baldwin. <laughs> He's been on Saturday Night Live so many times. Yeah, 40-something. I mean, yeah. he's like, they because they have a club. What is it? After five shows, you're in the club. Okay. Five hosting. He must have started the club. But he and, like, Steve Martin are, like, yes. tops. Yes. Oh, love Steve Martin, too. I'm yeah. surprised. Alex's been pretty low-key lately. Yeah, ever since the that accident. movie accident. Yeah, but... Um, yeah, so anyway, that's great, Mel. Those are great, I think those are great crushes. We uh, did, we did some hard work there. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll bite, you know, the bullet and take one for the team. Oh, I know. To find out the hot guys that are out there. I think there should be, like, a dance-off battle between, or sing-off or something between Timothy Chalamet and Patrick Dempsey. I mean, I think Patrick could keep up. He's very fit. Uh, yeah, and he could juggle. I don't know if Timmy has that. I mean, he if he's going to be Willy Wonka, he's probably got a lot of mad skills. True. Well, we'll get back get back to everybody on that or maybe somebody could weigh in on who would yeah. win the um the performance battle. Who I guess do you we would prefer? say. Yeah, who do you I mean, prefer? I'd love to know. Yeah. Obviously Patrick, but <laughs> anyway, well, Mel, we've ha- covered a lot of great topics today and, you know, we'll have so much more to say next week. We always do. Always. Yeah. Talk nonstop. I know. I mean, people probably have to, like, turn the volume down once in a while on our cackles. They're driving around. or I don't... Do we cackle? I guess I do. <laughs> I don't think I cackle, but... No. No. You're more of, like, a snark. Snark? Do you have the snark? I'm very snarky. That's, yeah. That's, you know, part of being Gen X. Yeah. You are more authentically Gen X at sometimes. Like, I, I feel like, yeah, you've got that, like, vibe of, like, I don't care. Sarcastic um, bitch. Yeah. 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 <laughs> that is me. And I bring the punky Brewster vibe. <laughs> yeah. The girls just want to have fun Cindy Lauper vibe. That, I think that's more where I'm coming from. That's why we're a good match. We balance. We really do. You're a really good podcast partner. I'm just going to give you props. Oh, well, you know, you, you bring it out in me. Oh, thanks, Mel. Listen I wouldn't to be this. here without you. Listen to this. Let's get ready for our podcast award acceptance speeches. Based thanks on so that. much, everyone. <laughs> yeah, I want to thank my family who, you know, is upstairs right now being patient as I podcast and ignore them. <laughs> And not bouncing balls on the floor. Oh, yeah. My kid's making nonstop noises. Or your dog, you know, yeah. whining outside a door. It's hard work bringing a podcast it is. out into the world. It is. I mean, this is something we plan each week. Yeah. You probably can't tell, but we do. <laughs> well, on that note, everybody, have a good week. We uh, appreciate our dedicated listeners. And tell your friends. Tell your tell parents. Tell all your friends. Tell yeah. all your family. Tell Joe on the street, mm-hmm. the guy at the deli who cuts your cheese. <laughs> cuts the cheese. I don't want to be around that person. <laughs> I mean, it has to be done. Okay. All right. That's fair. All right, everybody. Stay, Stay gold. gold.